You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, a Silver Fox advisor and your host of the Weekly Business Hour. Well, thank you for taking time to join us today. I think we put together a real good show. It'll be worth your time to listen. Uh, we're going to start off the show, though. I want to mention that our sponsor, our show sponsor, which we deeply appreciate, is Allegra HR. That's A-L-E-G-R-E-H-R, Human Resources. Everyone who has at least one employee has a human resource, and it's important that you find someone to be there to help you when you need to manage that person, whether it's hiring, whether it's developing, whether it's getting the most out of your employees, or unfortunately, if it comes time to terminate the relationship, Allegra HR is always there. Go to AllegraHR.com, again, A-L-E-G-R-E-H-R.com to learn more about the services that they can provide you. One or a hundred or a thousand employees. They're a great company. And again, thank you, Allegra, for being our show sponsor. Also want to remind you as we start the show today that we're on Facebook. There's a page there, the Weekly Business Hour. I encourage you to go to that page and like it. I also would set up an alert so that you receive a reminder each week when we post our podcast, typically on Wednesdays, that a new show has been put up. We put a good synopsis with it that tells you who the guests are, what we talked about, the subjects. So you can take a quick look. If something appeals to you, then you can listen to the show and also watch it, if you'd like, on uh, YouTube. So we're out there in a lot of places on social media, but particularly I'd like you to go to Facebook, like the Weekly Business Hour. Well, I mentioned we have a really good show today, and let me start off and kind of give you a quick rundown who's going to be with us today. First of all, Andy and Elizabeth Griever are joining us in the studio. They have founded a company, Eversand Cooper, which is involved in the residential real estate business. Look forward to talking to them and hearing their business story. And then joining us in the expert corner, we have Doug Thorpe, who has leadership powered by common sense. Doug's also the author of a wonderful book, The Uncommon Commodity. He'll be joining us to talk about some business issues, and I know that you'll find him an exciting contributor to our expert corner. And I'll close out the show as I typically do with my Silver Fox tip of the week. This week, we're going to talk about your business website is only a beginning. So sit back. Grab your pad and pencil and get ready to take some notes as we talk about business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. Before we want to go forward, I want to do a little self-pitch, so to speak, as I call it. Uh, that's about a new business I've set up recently, which I think would benefit you if you're in small business. And that is One Best Consult. That's C-O-N-S-U-L-T dot com. It's a new website. Got a lot of information there. And what I'm trying to do is take the radio show that we're, you're listening to today and some other resources I have, combine them with my over 12 years as a Silver Fox advisor and over 40 years starting a number of businesses, building them and selling them in the small business arena and provide information to you, guidance, the opportunity to visit with me to get some information. And if you'd like, I'll even sign you up and we can mentor together and build your business. I'm there for you to talk to me. So I encourage you when you get a chance, go to onebestconsult.com. Common Sense Mentoring to Small Business Clients. Reminder, I have an email, too, that I want to remind you about. It's rick at irlonestar.com. That's here at the station. That's rick at irlonestar.com. If you've got a question about today's show, a comment, 
And again, if you have a question about your business, send it to me at rick at irlonestar.com and I'll do my best to give you a response and give me a perspective on what your challenge is. We have a couple of business events I want to mention today. Uh, first of all, I want to remind you again that the Hispanic Radio Connection shows on tomorrow at 2 o'clock right here on IRLoneStar.com, also on FM 106.1, 104.5. The Hispanic Chamber puts on a great radio show. Dr. Carlos also always has engaging guests. And this Tuesday, he's going to have the representative from the Katy Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, actually their executive director, Ariana Montalongo. And she's going to share her views on women in business, real estate, and Hispanic success. So I encourage you to check this show out. It's always informative. It's a business show, but it focuses on the Hispanic market. And let's face it, we all deal with all markets. That's a great market to be involved in. I encourage you to listen to the Hispanic Chamber Connection Radio tomorrow at 2 o'clock right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Another thing that's going on is we have a special speaker coming here to Conroe. Your Chamber of Conroe, uh, Chamber of Commerce, excuse me, the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce will be hosting Mr. Hank Moore. Hank is a well-known speaker throughout the world, an author. He's written a number of books, and most recently he wrote a book on nonprofit legends, the title of the book. It's up for a Pulitzer Prize, and he's going to be here on February 28th at 12 o'clock at the Chamber to speak about that book and how important nonprofits are to our community. So make a note, contact the Chamber. If you go to their website, you'll find a way to register for this event and hear the great thoughts that Mr. Hank Moore has about nonprofit legends. Keep in mind that opportunities are right here in front of you, so grab them and move forward. The weekly business hours where Montgomery County and businesses throughout the world come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and to hear from some of our own local business leaders on how they have found success right here in Montgomery County. And that leads me right into the main focus of this show, and that is our business guests, our business leaders. We've got two great ones in the studio today, and let me introduce you to Andy and Elizabeth Griever with Eversan Cooper. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Thanks Rick. So. We're happy to be here. We appreciate it. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing and sharing your business story. Uh, you're a husband and wife, we right? Are. Got that <laughs> part right. right. Doing well so far. But you're partners in a business. Talk about your partnership and how you make it work. Well, I think that it's probably similar to being married. The biggest thing that you have to consider when you're a partner with somebody in business is how each other communicates and what your strengths and weaknesses are. So one of the things that we kind of laugh about a lot is that when I find a new opportunity for us to purchase a house for purchase a rental or whatever is going on, I get really excited about it. And I'm just like, this is going to work and we're going to we're going to hit the ground running. And Andy's like, wait a second. We need to review those numbers. I need to review those numbers again. Are you sure this is going to work? Are you sure we have financing for this? You know, he asks all of the very tactical questions about making sure that we're getting in the right investment. And I'm very just, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm much more the the methodical one in the relationship, or at least the business relationship. And where, yeah, like Elizabeth said, <clears throat> she's the person that is going forward leaps and bounds and saying, you know, we're shooting for the moon. We're going to do this. And I'm saying, okay, well, how are we going to do it? Uh, and I think that's what helps make us successful is that we we have those two different types of, of personalities that, you know, we have the realistic, you know, uh, thinker, and then we have the, you know, shooting for the stars kind of type of person. And I think the biggest thing is no matter what, we need to respect each other's the way that we think about things. And as long as we do that and we give each other an opportunity to 
talk through it all, then we make the right decisions mm-hmm. and we can move forward. Well, it sounds like that's a, that's a, some great attributes of a partnership right there. You just put them out there for any partnership, whether you're married mm-hmm. or just friends or whatever the relationship is outside the partnership. Very important. How do you break down the responsibilities? I mean, you've got a, a an operating business. Yes, you buy real estate, but then you've got to develop it and put it on the market and rent it. I mean, what kind of responsibility? How do you divide those responsibilities? I think we learned that over time. Um, you know, I mean, we, we've been doing this for right out about two years now. Uh, we we started May of 2016, so we're we're coming up on the two year period. And Elizabeth was really she she's the driving force. She's the she's the face of the company. She's the person that does this full time. Uh, you know, her her livelihood is on the line every single day, and that's what drives her to be successful. But we we figured it out. Uh, I think over time, you know, from day one. We didn't quite know, okay, who's going to be the person that does this? Who's going to be the person that does this? And I think over time, you know, Elizabeth, for sure, from my vantage point, has uh, really kind of come into her own. She's really found her, uh, you know, her leadership style, her business style, how she interacts with our with our clients. Uh, and, and it's just, it's been amazing for me to to watch that and watch her, you know, kind of grow into her own. Thank you. That's really sweet. Well, we, we definitely have... Have, I, I'm definitely the one that's out there a lot, you know, meeting with the with the clients and, and out doing the networking and things like that. And I guess it's kind of like just the same way we make decisions on purchasing houses. Andy is very much so the behind the scenes. He does a lot of the video editing, for example, and I can't get my head around some of that creative aspect of things. I have the idea and then he really executes it. And um, he does, a lot again, a lot of the number crunching and things like that. And then, of course, until we get a property management company up and going, he's our property manager as well. So he uh, has the toolbox and he goes out there and, and works with our tenants and things yeah. like that too. I have, so. I have the calculator, the spreadsheet, and then the tool belt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you got a calculator in the toolbox, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, again, that, that sounds like some of the, you're, you're just punching all the right buttons on having a, a good partnership. Ever saying Cooper, kind of back up from him, ever saying Cooper, what exactly do you all do? I mean, we've talked about it, real estate, whatnot, but tell everyone exactly what, what your purpose of your company is. When we started our company, we were really passionate about creating a legacy for our family to come one day the way that our grandparents have done for us in real estate investing. And so we had a lot of inspiration from our grandparents who are still alive and investing in their 90s, which yes. is so inspirational to us. And we really, we want to be like them. That's what we want. And so when we created our company, we, we went through a lot about, you know, how we wanted to go to market. And so the biggest thing for us is creating a legacy for our family and being able to really impact the community. We really strive to help these sellers because we work with homeowners that are in a distressed situation. So these families need to sell their house in an as-is condition, and they would have liked to have sold it yesterday. You know, they want to get out quickly. They don't want to have to make any repairs, or perhaps they can't afford to make the repairs. And so we're able to come in and then just evaluate the house for its structure and evaluate the market and what we're going to do with the property and be able to make them an offer um, from there so that they can move forward quickly. And so we're really passionate about being able to help those families all the way through so that they're really focused on their future because that's what matters most for them. Yeah, it really gives uh, homeowners a, a different option that they may not have realized that they could to sell their house. You know, a lot of times people only think that they have to go through agents. And we're not anti-agent by any means. Uh, we find ourselves working with real estate agents all the time. Uh, but it, it just opens up more opportunities, uh, more avenues to, to sell a property and to, and to turn their property back into an asset. And one of the things that we didn't, uh, we didn't search out or, or really start our business to do 
was to help people whose homes had flooded. And obviously with Hurricane Harvey coming through Houston, that everyone, everyone knows someone if they weren't directly affected. Uh, everyone, you know, their neighbor or someone was, was affected. And, and we really struggled at first um, trying to, you know, we were like, how are we going to help these people that had their homes flooded? And uh, we had uh, one of our one of our mentors, I guess, or colleagues, um, said, "Hey, look, you didn't you didn't ask for the the hurricane to come. Uh, you you didn't pray for it or anything like that. But what you can do is use your talents, use your expertise to help people whose whose homes had flooded. And we've been we've been very fortunate to help people be able to help people mm-hmm. whose homes have flooded. And that's something that's new and that we that we wrestled with at first, um, but I think has really challenged us and, and helped us grow, go forward." Yeah, absolutely. Well, you got a great story. Unfortunately, we're to our first break. We need to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. And when we come back, we're going to continue with this story and talk a little bit more about how these folks work uh, to help people out of their houses and then what they do with them once they have them. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. This is Rick Schisler, a Silver Fox advisor and your host of the Weekly Business Hour. Welcome you back to our second segment today. We're in the studio today and we're visiting with Andy and Elizabeth Creever. They own a business, Eversand Cooper which is in the business of buying distressed homes or people who are in distress and helping people who are in distress and who need to sell their home. Uh, but Andy and Elizabeth, we didn't talk about what you do with the house once you have it. Talk to us just briefly about what you do. You've helped someone out of a jam, so to speak, and you've bought a home. What do you do next? So for us, our big goal is to create a rental portfolio. And so we will fix that house up to whatever the market calls for in the rental, you know, for, for a rental and we, we have pretty high standards for our rentals. We want to make them really nice places for people to live. And so we may do a little bit more than expected, but yeah, we'll fix the house up to rent it out and then find a family that needs a rental place. So our we've got some big, big rental portfolio goals. <laughs> well, does the handyman do the work on the house or do you subcontract? We, we, we subcontract. Yeah. Okay. We, um, we've been fortunate to be partnered with people that, that are local. They're local business owners like ourselves, and uh, they do fantastic work. Uh, and we currently have a couple of our own uh, rental properties now that, that we've uh, worked with them on. And we've been just 
thrilled with their work. And so I'm the one that comes in afterwards, you know, if the faucet's leaky or, uh, you know, the, uh, the air conditioner isn't, you know, turning down, right. I got to climb up the attic. Hey, you know, what's going on. And then once it gets a little more technical, I got to, you know, subcontract out. I'm not, I'm not quite that, uh, that handy. So you're not ready for HGTV yet, right? Your own show, the Elizabeth and Andy show, right? Right. Not yet. Maybe not one yet. day. Well, let me ask you now, you, you buy these homes. So obviously that takes capital. Uh, is this a self-investment on your own or do you go out and seek capital from other people? How does that work? Um, we are seeking capital from others. Sure. So we've got a couple opportunities. Some are private and then some are actually through traditional mortgage companies that can lend on homes like this for their, you know, kind of investor graded loans and they will lend on a house to acquire and fix up the home. And so of course, again, as always, the numbers have to be right for them and you still have to run, you know, credit and things like that for you as the borrower. So they still have some of the similar requirements as just a traditional mortgage. But there are some really incredible companies, um, both hard money companies and just mortgage brokers in this area that provide loans for people like us that want to get involved in investing and maybe don't have tons of capital behind us or don't want to use our own cash. And there's so there's lots of opportunities for for anybody who wants to get involved in investing to, to borrow. And that's something that we learned as well when we got into this. Again, we thought, you know, traditional mortgage, 30 years, you know, that's, that's you know, and you got to have a lot of money to put down, you know, 20% or whatever. And that's something that we learned as we, as we grew our business and we grew our network, that there's a lot of people that want to lend money, that want to help business owners, uh, whether it's in real estate or whether, you know, you have a business that, you know, that's outside of real estate. And it's just, it's about being, being, being able to ask that question hey, do you know who you can put me in contact with? And so we've been very fortunate to have a lot of people that uh, that we've come across that are interested in doing that. Well, let me ask you a question, uh, and you just really uh, made me think about it. What caused you to go into this business or what motivated you uh, to go into this business in the first place? Yeah, so both of our grandparents, so my, my grandparents are from Iowa, uh, and they were farmers, and they were uh, business owners themselves, owned a small business, and uh, they had real estate. They have farmland that they leased out. They had rental properties that they leased out. And they still make money off of them today. And they've been able to pass that down from generation to generation. And Elizabeth's grandparents, very similarly, uh, were our small business owners, were entrepreneurs, had real estate investment. And so when we looked at what we wanted to do going forward, the legacy that we wanted to create, uh, that we, you know, for our children, our children's children, and not even, not even our own family, but just our community as a whole, you know, what can we do to help impact those types of people? How can we use our talents? How can we use our interests? How can we use our experience? And uh, when we when we started thinking about real estate and we started asking questions, you know, from our grandparents, we uh, we got really, really interested. And then the turning point, I think, for us, uh, like late 2015, early 2016, we read this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that really kind of brought everything together. We're like, oh, OK, this is how we can do it. This is how we can go about doing it. We have the background with our grandparents. We have you know, their experience, their uh, knowledge and they're, they're, they are our inspiration. Now, Rich Dad, Poor Dad kind of helped, you know, that was our, I guess, uh, you know, spark that really got the engine going for us. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. I mean, so our listeners understand in your previous life, business life, you both were teachers. We were. That's right. So you went from being teachers to being business owners. Is that a fair statement? It is. It is yeah. Okay. So because I find that encouraging. I mean, everyone, I encourage everyone I meet to look at going into small business, not for everybody. It isn't for everybody. But I think it's something that you sort of need to check off your bucket list in life. Did I did I look at going in business for myself sure. and and pass that on? Well, let me ask you go along those same lines. How do you measure success today for yourself, uh, for your business? What are some of the measurements or accountability 
whatever that you use to make sure you're moving forward? Well, I think, you know, obviously we have some number goals, you know, financially or number of houses or things like that. But I also, we do a lot of reflecting on ourselves and how we grow as people. And one of the things that we have learned along this journey is that reading books from other people who are smarter than us and have done more than us and have failed more times than we have and gaining inspiration and knowledge from them has been huge for us. And so at the end of 2017, we were looking back on the year. I was like, oh my gosh, like, look how different we are and and how things used to scare us that don't scare us anymore and how we're, we're taking on bigger challenges that we never thought we would ever take on previously. And to me, that's success. Like when I look at myself and say, wow, I'm so much different and I'm braver and I'm willing to get involved in more things and just be out there and be vulnerable. And so that's been huge, I think for me, for sure, um, as far as being successful. Yeah. And one of our, uh, someone that we network with, someone that we look up to, one of those people that we try to surround ourselves with, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to butcher exactly what he said, but it was, uh, you, you can't be successful in business if you're not successful personally. And so, you know, try to improve yourself. And if you prove yourself, then you're going to be able to improve others, improve your business and whatever. So it is, it's, it's working on ourselves and, and, you know, identifying what our weaknesses are and identifying where our strengths are and try to maximize those. And, and really every day, try to improve by 1% every single day. And at the end of the year, when you have a chance to look back, you're like, wow, we are, we are very, very different, but we're different in a, in a good way. Mm-hmm. And it's not, just, it's not trying to remake ourselves, be different, but it's be the best version of ourselves. And I think that's something that we definitely have learned. I, I know I have learned that personally. It's being, being, um, it's being, uh, uh, I guess, I'm happy with who I am, uh, but then understanding like, okay, now I need to be just a, a better version of myself. And I think that's how we look at our business as well. We're not trying to you know, make our business something that it really isn't, something that it's not meant to be. It's just going to be the best version of the, of the business itself. Well, let me ask you, Elizabeth, you mentioned that you reflected back on 2017. What do you both see in 2018 as some of the challenges for, for yourself, your business, I mean, and, and other small businesses? What are the big challenges in this year that we're currently in? I think the challenges are always just within yourself, really. Um, the things that you think about, the things that you focus on. And as a small business owner, when you do fail, it feels like this big, epic thing that you can't ever come back from. And so I think as small business owners, it's really important to focus on really what you want and how you're going to get there and not worry about failing. And if you do fail, you can cry for a second and then get up and keep going. And because as I talk to other business owners that we network with, there's always that fear, you know, the first three to five years, businesses fail. And I think if you focus on that, you probably will fail and you'll probably will go into that statistic. But if you surround yourself with other business owners and you surround yourself with people that are encouraging to you and you know that failure is part of success, you just keep pushing forward. And so I think that that really is the biggest challenge is just being afraid of that failure and making sure to not focus on that. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Montgomery County, we've got a great economy here. We do. Fastest growing city in America, Conroe, uh, at the heart, our county seat. Uh, Give me an idea what you all feel, why this is a good market for what you all are trying to do. I think when we got started, we, it, the market chose us. We didn't choose the market. And when we looked around, we're like, wow, this, this is, we're in a really, really great place. And so that just worked to our advantage. And so, you know, I can't think, I can't say that we, you know, did any magic or whatever to choose the market. Uh, it just, you know, so happens to be where we are. And uh, I mean, it, it is that there's a lot going for Montgomery County, for the Conroe area, for the Woodlands, you know, there's the whole area. Um, and I think 
you know, the, the people of, uh, of the county of the of Conroe, uh, I think, uh, there's a, a really good, uh, character of it. And we're just, pr- we're proud to be a part of that. And, uh, being able to surround ourselves with people that are invested in the community wants us to be better, wants us to be better citizens, be more invested in the community and be, and be the best business owners that we can. Well, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we're to the end of our segment here. Uh, Elizabeth and Andy, if people want to reach out to you and talk about business or talk about your business, what's the best way for them to do that? They can call or text me directly. Uh, They can reach me at 832-540-7320. That's my cell phone. You call or text me anytime. I'd be happy to chat with you, answer any questions, and do anything I can to help you move forward. We We do have a website as well. We have uh, eversoncooper.com. That's E-V-E-R-S-A-N-C-O-O-P-E-R.com. And then facebook.com uh, slash eversoncooper as well. Well, I can't thank you all enough for taking time today. I know you're successful. That means you're busy. I appreciate the information. I appreciate you sharing your business story. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to our bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, we have Mr. Doug Thorpe. Uh, Mr. Doug Thorpe will join us in the expert corner. Uh, he has a business leadership powered by common sense authored a wonderful book, and we're going to talk about the entrepreneur's conundrum. Well, i got to get that word out, so please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, a Silver Fox advisor and your host for the Weekly Business Hour. Before we get started here, I want to remind you that you can find a podcast of today's show in a lot of locations, but particularly on YouTube. Just go to the Weekly Business Hour channel in case you missed something or you want to re-listen to something. Or We have a lot of history there. You can go back and look at previous shows. So remember, podcast, YouTube, the Weekly Business Hour. Well, we have a very special guest here today, as I mentioned early in the show, uh, Doug Thorpe's joining us. Doug is Leadership Powered by Common Sense. He's also authored a wonderful book, The Uncommon Commodity. Doug, welcome to the show. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I thank you in advance for joining us. Uh, we've got a, a topic that I am very anxious to hear your perspective on, and that's the entrepreneur's conundrum, uh, growing a business by giving up a little control. 
I think that's something that so many business people, particularly small business people trying to grow their business, just can't get a handle on. Give us your perspective. Yeah, Rick, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, Yeah, I suggested that topic. It comes from a lot of background and experience that I've personally witnessed. I, uh, to give a little frame of reference, I was a banker for 20 years in my early life, and I saw a lot of mom and pop shops do a lot of great things, but I also saw them stumble as the very thing they hoped for, which was success and profitability, began to grow. Um, they they had trouble with that, and I'll elaborate more in a minute. But uh, then I, I began doing some consulting, and, and of course now the coaching I do with business owners, it's um, it, it's an interesting dynamic that they have that the guy that creates the idea, starts the business, keeps this pride of authorship and ownership, which is all good. But as the business grows, there's a certain amount of control that has to be opened up, let go of. And that's the only way the business is going to continue to scale and grow. You know, one of the things that we've talked about recently on the show, in fact, last month, uh, just to pick a little slice of business, uh, the day to day is the, the business planning process. I mean, where we have employees and and trying to encourage people to even get your employees at certain levels involved in the planning process. And I've found even business owners, they don't even want to give up that control. How do you get around that? (laughs) That's a that's a very good point. It you know, it starts with uh, very much a a look inward. Uh, You know, the, the business owner has got to be willing to look in the mirror and say, you know what, my little baby here is growing up. We've got some things going on. Uh, Maybe I need to start relying upon some people that I can trust and get some help with with making some of these decisions and doing some of the things we need to do to create the scalability and sustainability of the business. And so it really does start, I use the keyword trust, it really starts with identifying some people that might be a partner. It might be a, a manager, a general manager you hire, or a, a new VP that you put in, in position. The point is you got to let those people run with it. You got to let them agree to, you know, circle around the table. You can have your moments of talking about and coming back to the original vision and that all is still on the owner and the entrepreneur, but the execution of that vision, you've got to start, you know, letting go of a little bit. Well, let me ask you, how much of, the, of this do you think kind of goes back to the beginning, if you will? When I start a business, hypothetically, and the fact that a lot of business owners really don't know or understand or maybe even expect it to get to the point where they will hire that general manager or that vice president uh, and, and need key people to grow further. There is it a is it a vision issue or what is it when I start that I don't really think out in front of myself. Well, that's a good question, and and I think it is the age old uh, suffrage that all uh, entrepreneurs and startup guys experience. You you scrape together the money that you want to use to start your business, and cash is very precious in the early going. We all know that. So as you start to see a little profitability come to fruition, 
number one, there's the temptation to put it in your pocket. You say, well, you know, it's my sweat equity. I need to get a payback. So you might cash out a little too early, effectively. That prohibits this proper growth. But even if you're good about saying, no, I'm not taking my profits, I'm going to reinvest in the business, then you've got the challenge of finding those people that you can trust, that you can believe in, and who you are willing to kind of give some of that up to. And, you know, I, I myself have struggled with it. I, I've had a hand in uh, three, actually five different startups. Two of them are nonprofits. But um, you kind of get that owner's vision, and you get sort of almost paralyzed by it. You get wrapped up in in the truth of what it is, and you get to where you don't uh, allow others to come alongside and share that with you and give them the latitude to go execute on it. You know, one of the things I've found helpful in working with clients and even in my own adventure, if you will, and in, in, in being involved in a number of different businesses in my career is I start with uh, a group of professional advisors, such as the lawyer, the accountant, uh, and others. And, and I rely upon them heavily as advisors, not just doers in their particular field. Uh, it kind of softens me up, or at the very least, it brings me back to ask their advice because my trust is deep with them. Uh, who else or who would you recommend to help someone get through uh, this deal about giving up a little bit of control? Well, I think it's always wise uh, to find those kind of advisors like you're describing, but there's a, there's another angle on that too, and that is to perhaps uh, join a, a mastermind-type group where there's some other like-minded entrepreneurs and founders around the table who, who maybe are a little further down the path can share with you some of their own experiences struggling with that. And... Um, you know, rely on them as input. And then lastly, uh, something, of course, near and dear to my heart is the whole idea of going out and securing a coach to to work with you through those things where you can have a very direct, high-trust environment, very private discussion about what are the stumbling blocks, what are the limiting thoughts that are keeping you from the willingness to let your baby grow with with um, with the ability to give up some a little bit of that control. Well, let me ask you to just kind of double back on something that uh, kind of pops in my head and something I work with people all the time is that, you know, if, if we're putting a business together, and again, in those early years, those bootstrap years where you really, you got your money, you're working, you still have to have some kind of basic planning. And you and I both have seen plans where we plan our growth and at some point it shows that we're going to add some key people to our business in order to move on to the next levels of growth. Uh, how important is it, do you think, in the early years or the beginning years for people to really have that conversation about what the future holds? In other words, I don't need to hire someone tomorrow, but in two years, three years, a year, time to prepare themselves. How important do you think that conversation is? I, I, I think it's very important, and, and I'll come at it from this way. I think for a lot of business owners who are not coming from a business training, if, if they don't have a background in fundamental operations of a business, understanding cash control and budgets and banking, even banking relationships, 
they just know they got a good idea. And if they get it in a shop or get it on a floor, you know, then it's going to go. Um, there, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But the the issue is that planning process, as you described, I think people tend to think of the vision of their trajectory as a company as, as kind of a straight line thing. And it's not. It's, it's radical stair steps. And if you think of it this way, maybe the easiest way to correlate, if you're, uh, you know, going to, I'll use an old analogy, you're going to have a, a, a print shop, you need a giant print press of some sort. And that's a big capital investment. That's a big chunk of money that has to go out to get that set up. But you can't run your business without it if that's what you're going to do. So that's a giant stair step in the timeline and the planning line of what the company's going to be doing. Hiring key people is the same kind of stair step in the planning process. So if you want to commit to bring on a, you know, a, a general manager or a chief of operations or even a sales director, you've, you've got to commit that in your plan that at some point in time in the future, you know, maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years, but you have that accounted for and you work toward that. Well, you know, the idea that, that the planning, of course, not to drive that in the ground, that people, when they plan, typically are going to end up with a better result, all considered. But what is your advice for someone that wakes up today, they've got this business, it's wearing them down because they're trying to wear all those hats, right? That old expression, and they need to bring someone in. What's some quick advice to them, what they need to do to go out and determine who they need and to be able to relinquish that control? Well, it, in my mind, it probably comes in, in several forms. I would start with, you, you mentioned circling your advisors, your your lawyer, your accountant, your um, uh, maybe tax planner, whatever. Um, talk to those guys and, and see what, what level of resource commitment they can make from within their own shop to maybe help fill that function. And it, it's a little bit of, um, one option is a little bit of a try before you buy. If you can get a contract arrangement with somebody to come in and fill the need without it being a permanent commitment, um, that gives you a chance to sort of fine tune the role and determine, um, you know, the right way to go about it. Because sometimes, we know the need is there, but we don't have a good description of what it's going to take to fill that need. So taking one of these um, sort of contract approach to it to try to fulfill it. Uh, I know in my own business, I have a number of things. I I gave up the vision that I could do it all on my own a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, I have several functions in my business that I outsource with some providers that are dedicated to doing just that work. And we have, we've enjoyed some phenomenal results by doing it that way. Well, Doug, uh, thank you for your sage advice. If folks want to reach out to you and talk to you about some of your ideas or look into what you have to offer, what's the best way for them to do that? Got two basic options. My uh, firm is called Headway Exec. That's Headway, the word, E-X-E-C dot com. Uh, website there with some contact information. But then people might enjoy my blog at, um, at DougThorpe.com, and that's Thorpe with an E, T-H-O-R-P-E, 
com. Um, I write and release articles uh, at least twice a week, sometimes more frequently, and that's where I talk a lot about all things leadership and uh, entrepreneurship and help people uh, make a difference right where they are. Well, thank you again, Doug, for joining us. And I encourage people to blog. I'm a subscriber and I love reading it and keep it up, Doug. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to our final break of the day. And when we come back, I'm going to offer my Silver Fox tip of the week. Your business website is only a beginning. So please stay with us. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. This is Rick Schisler, your Silver Fox advisor and host of the Weekly Business Hour, thanking you for joining us. We're in our last segment today where I typically talk about my Silver Fox tip of the week. But before I do that, I want to give you one more reminder uh, that if you have a question or a comment about today's show, uh, or you've got a business question, please feel free to email me directly here at the station, rick at irlonestar.com. I'd be glad to talk to you. And if, if you happen to be a business owner here in the area or have a product or service that's available over a widely area, be glad to talk to you about a sponsorship. It's real easy, very inexpensive, but I think very, very helpful in building your business name in the community. Just email me again, rick at irlonestar.com. Well, let's get right to our Silver Fox Advisors Tip of the Week. Your business website is only the beginning. Published a blog last week uh, with that same title and talked about some of the things that a uh, little bit of history about websites. Uh, as you probably know, websites uh, began 20 years ago or so. People were a little bit slow in the small business community to jump on the bandwagon. In fact, I read a statistic the other day. They believe it or not, there's still a certain percentage of small businesses that don't even have a website. I think it's imperative that a business, every business, if you're in business, to be in business, needs to have a website. If it's nothing more than one or two pages and acts as a billboard for your business, because I believe your website is the beginning of your communication process in your business. And so the question is, well, why is the website? Obviously, if it's a billboard, it advertises, it's part of the marketing. Yes, that's the obvious thing. But the fact is that you need a place with so many channels, if you will, or ways to communicate today, as opposed to 20 years ago, you need to have a place, in my opinion, to kind of bring it all back to a central location. And what I'm saying is we have cell phones, we have texting, we have email. I mean, it goes on and on and on. 
where is all that going to come in? You say, well, that comes to my office. You know, we have computers, we accept email, we do this. We have a phone system. Uh, my, when I leave the office, you can call a direct number and it follows me. I mean, there, there's all kinds of great tools out there that I think businesses need to pay attention to and in most cases adopt into their business. But the idea is the website, it's a place where your customers, your employees, and your vendors can all have access information about your company. And not just what you sell or the services you provide. There's a lot of information with a little bit of effort that you can put on that website and make it the center, if you will, of your communication. You know, I think it's become one of the most important assets uh, in growing revenue in a business because, for an example, you can attract potential employees because today people, as they look for jobs, are on the web. They're on the Internet. Yes, they're going to job placement locations and websites, but they're looking at the company. The really good people are going to look and say, well, what's that company all about? I don't know anyone who works there. Where do they go? It's easy. They go to your website. And if you don't have some information on there about the kind of company you are and the kind of people you're looking for and how you treat your employees and what you expect out of your employees, just think about it. Information you already have, you have typically the content. So I'm not asking anyone to become a great writer but you have to put it on the website. So you need a page or you need something that says, this is a very, very good place to work. If you've won awards, like one of the best places to work, needs to be on your website and tell people that. I guarantee you with that kind of information, you'll have a leg up on hiring the best people that are available in the market. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Some of the other things that your website can do, and I feel there are three key attributes of a website that every small business, regardless of how small, needs to have. First of all, it's got to communicate. Okay, well, that's pretty obvious what I've talked about. It's got to communicate, again, to all three of these key players in your business, your customers, your employees, and your vendors. And for a moment, let's call those people your followers. Uh, that's a term we hear about on Facebook, that people follow us. Uh, on Facebook, or they follow us on one of the other social media sites. Well, let's just assume that you have some followers. You've got customers, vendors, and employees. These are all followers. Now, what? how can you communicate to them better? How can you put up content, photographs, videos, all the other things, the graphics of a website to more effectively communicate with these people? And I think you need to keep in mind, as I mentioned earlier, all the communication tools your phones, your cell phones, email, text, all the things, printed materials, all advertising and market should direct people to your website. I get a piece of printed information and I say, well, where's the website? I want more information. It has become, in my opinion, inbred in us who are curious as potential buyers or employees or even vendors to go check somebody out on their website. So all your communication tools that you use in your business every day need to lead back to that website and that website needs to be able to be a great communicator back to your followers. And thirdly, it's your company story. Don't forget about that. You know if you listen to this program, I'm big on a company story. I think it's important to have a great story. You need to make it good, and you need to be willing to update your story from time to time. Share your successes. If you win awards or get recognition, even your employee successes. Be willing to post that and tell the public, hey, we're a vibrant business. We're on top of things. Even if you're a sole proprietor and you don't even have employees, you still want to tell that kind of positive stories. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate uh, you joining us today. 
I want to thank Allegra HR for also being a sponsor today and encourage you to check out their website at AllegraHR.com. And if you will, put a note on your calendar. Join us next Monday right here on IRLoneStar.com or FM 104.5 or 106.1 for the weekly business hour. And remember, you too can be a sponsor. Just contact me, Rick, at IRLoneStar.com for details. Look for a podcast of today's show on the Weekly Business Hour page on Facebook, IRLoneStar.com, and YouTube. Thank you for joining us this week, and stay in touch with what's important in your business and focus on that this week. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network, either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted, and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.